Good afternoon and welcome to episode two of The Crowded Booth. My name is Bryce Kuhn. I'm alongside John Kuhn once again. Uh, before we get started, make sure to follow us on all social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, at The Crowded Booth. Uh, you can find links to both SoundCloud and iTunes that we're going to be having the audio version. And then our YouTube channel, The Crowded Booth. Go ahead and like and subscribe uh, for more content. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get things started here. As we talked about a couple days ago, the first playoff semifinal at 5 o'clock on Monday, that's Georgia versus Oklahoma out there in Pasadena. And today we're going to be talking about Clemson and Alabama. Now, these two teams, as Clemson won the ACC title, they were able to beat soundly the Miami Hurricanes, which was going to be a great matchup. Uh, they are going to be taking on Alabama, which with much uh, some confusion and much controversy, Alabama's in the playoff without having played for, as you well know, their <laughs> conference title, not even playing in the game after losing one game to Auburn. But uh, in my personal opinion, much much deserving of it, and that's something you could get into and do a whole show about. Right. But Alabama's in, that is it. Uh, so Alabama's going to be playing Clemson in the Sugar Bowl down there in New Orleans, and uh, this is going to be a, a great physical game of both teams with a similar style of play. Uh, it's round three, um, Alabama versus uh, Clemson. And these two teams, like you say, are so much alike. Uh, they're running backs, they're quarterbacks, they're defensive line. Uh, everything is very similar. They're very close uh, in stats and, and each way. They both have a strong defense. Um, Alabama scores about 39 points a game. Uh, that comes in at number nine in the country. Um, Clemson is about number 20 and they come in at 35 points per game. And both defenses are very stingy when uh, giving up points. Uh, like we said, if, you're, if you looked at our last time we talked about Georgia and uh, versus Oklahoma, Georgia was number four in scoring defense. And the top two teams in scoring defense, the stingiest ones, uh, are in this game, Alabama and Clemson. Alabama being number one coming in, giving up about 11 and a half points a game and Clemson giving up uh, almost 13 points a game. Uh, so they're very similar. Round three, everybody's excited about what's going to happen. Um, what do you think the storylines are? Yeah, definitely. The storylines for this game, uh, the offensive lines, both these teams have very good defense. We talked about Alabama's offensive line, though, against Clemson's defensive line. Um, we've heard all year about how dominant this Clemson defense is. That defensive line they're anchored by uh, Wilkins and Farrell. Farrell. Those guys, those guys can do the dirty work up front and allow that Clemson defense to swarm to the ball. That's going to be really something to key in on. One of the big, big performances by that defense. Remember, very early in September, uh, they played against Auburn, and that home crowd was rocking, and they racked up 12 sacks against that Auburn offense. Uh, that's definitely a cool thing to look at. They have a common opponent, but that's one of the things you have to look at. The offensive line for Alabama. How can they hold up against a fast and physical defense? You saw last time they played, last time we saw them play, they played against Auburn. Mm -hmm. uh, end of the season, and that right there, Auburn, we talked about in our previous episode about how Auburn is definitely a team that is fast and physical on the defense side of the ball. A very dominant defensive line. How will Alabama be able to make adjustments? Um, we were talking, you know, are they going to have to do some repass options, some, some quarterback draws? We're all very familiar with Jalen Hurts and his ability to run the ball. So what does that look like with him? Was, the offensive coordinator and offensive coaching staff are going to get some design run plays for Jalen Hurts to maybe slow up that pass rush. Another thing, too, um, Alabama, uh, Hurts had a great year, um, but one thing against Auburn, you found out that the defensive line of Auburn was overpowering Alabama's offensive line in many cases. Um, so in this game, Clemson being, they lead the nation 
in, with 44 sacks uh, this year. Uh, again, that can be a little bit skewed because when they played Auburn earlier in the year, they, get, they, they had 12. Um, but I think what's going to have to happen for Jalen Hurts is he's going to um, – I think the coaches are going to try to get to, – to keep that defensive line from overpowering and, and, and really getting onto him. He's going to have to do things really quick, maybe some screen passes, some draws um, to get the ball out of his hands pretty quick. And that way it, it may kind of slow down the defensive line uh, from putting so much pressure on him as quarterback and make maybe making those defensive backs drop back. They'll have to play a little bit more zone. Um, so then when that opens up, uh, you know, he may be able to pick and find his little uh, holes in the defense to uh, get his passes in there better. Yeah, definitely looking at uh, Alabama's offense, how they're going to perform. You know, Jalen Hurts, like you said, dual threat quarterback can run and throw the ball. We've seen this. And the thing is, we've seen this game already played out twice. And both teams are very different. But uh, Jalen Hurts in his second meeting against Clemson, uh, one thing Clemson was able to do the last year was able to get pressure on him and make him have to make a perfect pass. And Jalen Hurts, while he is a kind of you see him as more of a running back kind of guy, he's able to run the ball uh, with authority in between the tackles and has some nice uh, outside moves when one-on-one. -on -one. But making him make some hard throws on the run, if Clemson can force him that with Wilkins there and Farrell, that, that's going to be spell a tough time uh, for Alabama. Uh, definitely Calvin Ridley, I mean, We've all heard about him for the past three years. He's one of the best players on the field that's going to be on the field there Monday night in New Orleans. They're definitely going to have to get him involved and see if he can be a deep home run threat because one thing they're able to do when they you know, have those two running backs, Damian Harris and Bo Scarborough, <laughs> we're going to get into, but along with Jalen Hurts' ability to run the ball, a little read option. If you play action off of that and go over the top to Calvin Ridley, that's something we've seen Alabama do a lot this year. Uh, Calvin Ridley accounting for almost half the yards that Jalen Hurts has thrown for this right. year. So definitely going to be a big thing if Jalen Hurts can be able to read the defense. And as a second year, he's you know he's only a sophomore, but he has played in some big primetime games so far, leading Alabama to a national championship appearance and an SEC championship uh, last year. Right. Uh, and I've already been playing in some big games this year. Uh, definitely going to be look forward to seeing how he's going to play with them. Yeah, look at uh, some of Hurts' stats. Uh, he almost threw for 2,000 yards. He ran for almost 800. He accounted for 23 touchdowns, and one big thing is they only threw one interception all year. Now, the teams that he played, um, maybe a little suspect. In some cases, they had big blowouts. Um, but uh, that's that's something that Clemson is going to have to do to try to get a turnover for him, make, him, uh, make a mistake. Um, Harrison Scarborough, they accounted for uh, almost 1,500 yards rushing together. Um, and one of the things I wanted to mention, too, is I've seen a lot of uh, this uh, talked about in the recent days. Uh, when Alabama played Auburn, uh, it was a tough physical game. Auburn was coming in. They had their mindset that they were going to do everything that they could to make it to the SEC championship game because they wanted to be the first team that with a two-loss record to be in that top four, and that's the only way they could get there. And at the time that Alabama played them, um, Auburn was on a roll. Carryon Johnson was running hard. Alabama's got to come to to uh, Auburn to play. Very loud there. Also, too, you don't don't like to say it or make this as an excuse, but Alabama did have some people hurt. Linebackers were hurt. Um, so that's uh, that was a big uh, big time game to to see if uh, uh, Hurts can rebound from that. 
um, make adjustments um, throughout playing Clemson is going to be a, a, a big deal. Yeah, and that's definitely big with those injuries they had. That definitely decimated the team. Probably had a little bit of effect of how that game went, went along. It was a 26-14 final. They lost to Auburn. But having a month to get those guys healthy, you know right. Nick Saban's got to be happy about that. Um, I think that's going to go a long way with how Alabama's defense matches up against Clemson's offense because uh, Clemson's offense definitely has a high-powered offense. But uh, definitely getting those guys back from injury. And, and like you said, that, that Auburn game, we talked about this when we talked about the Georgia loss to Auburn uh, but when we were going over the Rose Bowl, kind of a once in a, in a blue moon kind of atmosphere. You know, Jordan Hare was fired up, like you said. Uh, they had just come off beating Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, who was number one, and then he got to play number one, another number one right. team two weeks later. Um, and knew if they won that game, they were going to play another number one to, or top five team. Right. So definitely they, they showed up and give all the credit to them as they played really well. But I think Alabama um, didn't really play like themselves. You're talking about the run game kind of seemed to get away from that a little bit. As uh, We all know from last year, and this is something to look forward to in this game, uh, Bo Scarborough is a man out there. He's a, a big guy. Big, big guy. Standing about 6'2", 6'3", 220-pound back. I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. And if you remember – in the playoff semifinal last year against Washington, he ran all over, um, all over that Washington defense that was yeah. not prepared. So uh, we saw them get a little bit away from that in the Auburn game. We definitely don't want to just focus on the Auburn game, but with that being the most recent game we've seen them play, right. um, Auburn did a great job, like we said, of like we said, what Clemson will need to do, uh, forcing Jalen Hurts out of the pocket and making him make some tough throws. But Damian Harris and Bo Scarborough, if they get those guys going downhill, then that's when Alabama becomes hard to stop because then the read option comes into play. When the read option comes into play, then your play action comes into play. And that's when those wide receivers for Alabama that, you know, you have Calvin Ridley, but there's other guys on that field that are talented that can get open. And you also have to watch out for Damian Harris. He's a th uh, force out of the backfield as well uh, through the pass game, kind of like a Sonny Michelle kind of guy for Georgia. So definitely going to be something to look at for them. Um, definitely taking taking forward. But if we go on to the, the next topic there, um, you were talking about the quarterback and Jalen Hurts, definitely. One thing for Clemson, uh, Kelly Bryant, they're kind of similar guys. They kind of have true. a similar play style uh, with Kelly Bryant being a probably more polished passer than Jalen Hurts. If you look at his stats um, for this year, he threw – and, you know, he was out. Um, was he out just one game or, or maybe two? And he was out in that big game versus Syracuse. Versus Syracuse. He threw for over 2,700 yards, ran for over 600, accounted for 24 touchdowns. Uh, he does have some really good running backs uh, that they accounted for almost 5, 1,400 yards and 20 touchdowns, and both of them, you know, plugging out at over six yards and seven yards of carry. And that was one thing I think I saw um, um, with uh, Clemson is they were talking about how they're a more balanced team this year. The passing yards are not as great. You know, you, 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 Deshaun Watson goes to the NFL in that championship game last year. I can't remember how many yards he accounted for, but I'm sure he was well over 300 yards passing and probably close to 100 yards rushing. Uh, Dabo, Coach Sweeney, is talking about this year, uh, saw him interviewed the other day about uh, what does he think, you know, every team is different. What does he think is the biggest thing that's different about this year's team? And he talks about how it's balanced, how the run game and the passing game are, are, are very close. Uh, like I said, they, they total about 450 yards per game, and it's about a 240 uh, passing to 210 uh, rushing. So it's very, mm -hmm. very even, which that was probably a little bit different than uh, it was last year. So the quarterbacks, it's, it's a very similar team, and I think one of the biggest things is going to be who 
of the quarterbacks is going to make the crucial play or or have the crucial drive in the game to make the difference. Um, that's going to that's going to be a big uh, big deal. Who's going to deliver uh, when they really need him to? Yeah, definitely. Looking at Clemson's offense and Kelly Bryant, we've seen him. He's a really big playmaker for. And you, if you say you know looking at those Alabama players, you know, maybe one player does not determine the outcome of a game. When you see a guy like Kelly Bryant go down and the only game he has not played in is a game versus Syracuse. And to be frank, Syracuse is not the toughest opponent, but when but you don't have a, your leader and your right. field general on the field, uh, it's hard to win. And he wasn't in that game and you saw Clemson suffer. And they were in the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, very loud, uh, very uh, hard circumstances to play in. But they overcame that. Uh, and and I think Clemson probably deserves the number one ranking. How strong they played throughout the rest of the year, uh, how their defense uh, dominated, uh, especially when you get to the ACC championship game. I think Miami probably ran out of gas by the time they got to uh, play them. So uh, that was a 38 to seven or 45 to seven game. Uh, so the next next thing I think you need to talk about is. Um, Alabama's linebackers. Mm -hmm. Now they found out this past Monday that their middle linebacker uh, Dylan Moses is out. Uh, of course they lost Hamilton earlier on in the year. I think he he did something else to his knee again. Uh, may have been in the Auburn game or, or sometime like that. So, But one thing that Alabama can be uh, glad about is their outside linebackers are healthy again. But one thing I think Clemson's going to try to attack is the young Evans is going to replace Moses at middle linebacker. Mm -hmm. Um, now Evans is a great, uh, is a good linebacker. He had ten and a half tackles for loss, uh, five sacks this year. But I think Clemson is going to try to find a way to see how they can attack him and see how he can take the pressure. Now that Clemson has a good running game, a more even and balanced attack. Yeah, definitely. With Clemson having that more balanced tackle we talked about, like you said Deshaun Watson, probably a guy he can definitely run the ball. If you saw him with Houston this past NFL season. Uh, definitely can run the ball. Uh, probably a more pro prolific passer, though, uh, than Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant can make plays with both feet, and traditionally we've seen those Alabama defenses struggle with dual-threat quarterbacks. Uh, Alabama has had trouble every year, and besides the fact that it's the Iron Bowl and it's one of the biggest robberies in college football, um, Auburn usually tends to give Alabama trouble because they got a guy that can run and throw the ball. You see you know, the big guys that can run and throw the ball, such as a Cam Newton, they give Nick Saban defenses, they give them fits because they're hard to guard. You don't ever really know what they're going to do. So if Clemson comes into this game and stays true to what they do, um, and like we talked about in the Georgia Oklahoma game, it's really going to come between those, those battle of the trenches. Uh, Kelly Bryant has the talent to win a game by himself. We saw him win some big games. I mean, that Miami game, I think everyone was looking at that one, that primetime slot on uh, ESPN to be a primetime game, and Kelly Bryant, uh, led the Tigers to a blowout. And I think, like you said, that cemented that spot, uh, cemented that spot uh, in the number one ranking for them uh, to go into the playoffs. Uh, those linebackers for Alabama, definitely, it's going to be good getting those guys back. Those outside linebackers, we talked about, Alabama's never really had a, an elite pass rush. Uh, right. But they've gotten guys that can get the ball and have a nose for getting to the football. Uh, one thing you've seen Kirby Smart bring to Georgia, the game tackling uh, mentality that and when one guy gets the ball, everyone's coming. You see about 9, 10, 11 helmets uh, on the ball, and that's that's going to be huge for huge for um, Clemson if how they will counteract that with their offensive line and, and, and having those tough guys 
battling to the football, that's that's going to be tough for Clemson to handle. And I just think, like we talked about, these teams are so even that it is really hard to have a clear-cut favorite. Where on the other side, you're saying, well, if Baker Mayfield goes crazy, Oklahoma's going to win. If Georgia controls the line of scrimmage, Georgia's going to win. It's kind of more clear-cut with these two teams, and we've seen in the past two games this being the third matchup in three years for them. This one is a tough one to call. Um, teams are just very similar in their playing style and physicality. One other thing I wanted to bring up, too, is, uh, of course, Pruitt will be leaving uh, to go coach uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, how much does that affect Does that affect Alabama's preparation? You know, last year they had the whole thing about Saban had to get rid of um, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin mm-hmm. right before the National, uh, the National Championship game. How does that affect, you know, Kirby had to do that when he was at Alabama. He had to juggle. Uh, preparing for a national championship game, and also, hey, I'm fixing to take over at the University of Georgia. Does does that weigh into it in, in any way? I don't think it will, based off of uh, what I've always seen about Saban. Um, like you say, these teams are so similar. I think it's just going to come down to probably just like it has the past two years. Um, and and to, to win the game or score the final three points or touchdown, what have they ever got to do um, to, to win the game? Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, you know, we bring up uh, Clemson's uh, passing game. You still have uh, Mr. Renfro. Uh, this this guy, you see him, I saw him interviewed today, at, um, and he is, you don't see him as a such a big threat wide receiver, mm-hmm. but when he's played Alabama, it's like he just puts it in a different he's gear. He's got a big game mentality. Comes right. Big he, games. he scored four touchdowns in the, in the two games against Alabama in, in the big spotlight. Does he do, do that again? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. Look who he's got to go against this this time. Though. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to go against Alabama once again, and, and that leads you to the defensive player of the year in the country, Minka Fitzpatrick, who, uh, if you remember, he, he had his coming out party against Georgia when they played them two years ago in Athens, and he has not slowed down. Mm-hmm. Definitely, a, in my opinion, a top ten draft pick for any team in the NFL. He is a force to be reckoned with. I would not be surprised just because Hunter Renfro is that dangerous. He's not a big guy, a slot right. receiver that gets open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is probably going to be shadowing him all over the field. They don't want him to get open because he is he's a elusive. A lot of respect between those two from what the interviews that I've seen. Yeah, and they definitely they played each other for the past three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be near year number three they played against each other. So huge for them to be able to go against each other and really was what an exciting game. And I can't even tell you how many pro scouts are going to be there because there is a ton of future NFL talent littered all over that field. Um, I think I saw a stat where since 2012, Alabama and Clemson together have had 18 first-round draft picks to go to the NFL. And that's only five years ago. So that's, that's, right. that's that's big time, and most of those guys are still contributing in a big way for their NFL team. But definitely Hunter Renfro, like you said, has a knack for making those big plays in big moments, and you saw with three or four seconds left in, in the game last mm-hmm. year, Deshaun Watson with that little rollout. Uh, the pick play that always happens at Hunter Renfro. Everybody able, has that in their arsenal, though. Uh, that, that play has been run since people could throw the ball. So. And, and I wouldn't be surprised them to see Hunter Renfro um, in that in that first half. Alabama's going to key heavily on him and, and try to eliminate him from the game because 
a quarterback like Kelly Bryant that, you know, Deshaun Watson had played in that game. Right. He played the year before and lost. Right. So he knew what it was like to play in a big time, be, uh, not be a national championship game. Right. And in a playoff atmosphere. Kelly Bryant, on the hand, while he was on the sidelines for that game, he's only played an ACC championship. Yeah. So he does not have that big game, maybe as much big game experience that uh, Jalen Hurts has. Like right. we talked about earlier, he's Jalen Hurts only a sophomore, which is hard to believe, but he has played in a multitude of big games. You know, and we, we talked about, uh, I remember before we came on, talking about Alabama, and yes, they uh, are 11-1 and one this year, and, and I don't think there's any anything wrong with them being number four. I think they should be there. I think they got picked right over Ohio State. But, and and you look at their Alabama, I mean, they, they always have the same sack, excuse me, the same exact stats as they've had before. They have the defense that shuts you down, gives up very minimum amount of points. But it just seems something that Alabama is not it just seems a little bit different. It's not mm-hmm. the, to me. It's not the Alabama teams that you've seen in the past. But I will say this: if you have to have any coach to prepare you for a game like this, Saban is the coach to do that. Mm-hmm. And and Dabo and maybe Kirby and this young guy at Oklahoma, Riley. Maybe they're, you know, they're kind of in that same mold. They've had plenty of time. They've had four weeks. People have gotten healthy. Alabama will will play, you know, like I believe, like a traditional Alabama team plays. Um, you know, Hurts, he's a sophomore this year. His numbers not quite as great as they were, and the kind of the newness kind of wore off. You mm-hmm. kind of people kind of figured out what he was going to do, but still, it's going to be a very tight game. Uh, again, you know, what do you think your your who are you picking for? The guy that's got to stand out. It's going to be the standout player, or is it, it? Could it be a group? Well, I'll say this first off: any person watching this and watching this at home, if you think that Alabama is not going to show up just because they're number four, right? And people are counting down and say this is not the Alabama of old. You're crazy. Right. I mean, Nick Saban has probably been preaching all. December long to his team about how no, a lot of people don't think we should be here. You know, and, and Georgia is kind of the new kid on the block in these four, but you could put these guys in a bag and pull out who's number one. Oh, I mean, their teams so are close. very good. And Oklahoma's strengths. been there, Alabama's been there, Clemson's been there, Georgia, like I say, is the new guy in. But out of those three, any one of them could be, any of them, all of them deserve to be there. So they're very close together. I think, and going back to so my key player, my key players is going to be two of them. It's going to be uh, Jalen Hurts and Kelly Bryant. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about earlier, the big thing to me for the, the key of the game is which quarterback can close it out. We've seen uh, Deshaun Watson take that step. You know, uh, Coker, two years ago, mm-hmm. he was able to lead that team to right. a national championship. So what does Deshaun Watson do? Um, what, what can he do to oh, – I mean, what Deshaun Kelly. Watson do? What can Kelly Bryant right. do? Uh, what is he able to do to to win that game? Like, uh, I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, it, it, it always boils down to this: you've got to have a, a balanced attack. Uh, you can't turn the ball over. Uh, you know, he has six interceptions to thirteen touchdowns. And Hurts only has one interception. I have one interception. Um, you know, and I know you always hear these guys, these coaches, and I'm sure other coaches. I'm sure all coaches do this. If you're going to win the game, you got to avoid giving the uh, other team 
opportunities that they shouldn't have by turning the ball over to them. Mm -hmm. Another thing too, if if you go for my people, my guy, I, I'm going to go with the group of five offensive linemen for Alabama. Alabama's got to be able to control the line of scrimmage. They've got to be able to slow the defensive line of Clemson down if they're going to have a chance in the game. It's always, you know, you hear Coach Corso talk about it, it's always one in the trenches. Mm -hmm. You know, who's going to be the most physical uh, for that 60 minutes uh, playing the game? Um, so, and like we talked about against when they played, when Alabama played Auburn, did they get away from running the ball? I don't think. <laughs> Scarborough and uh, Harris. Harris even had 20 touches of running the ball in that game. And again, it wasn't a blowout. Could it have been a closer game? I, I, I don't know. I mean, do, again, Auburn's defensive line was playing exceptionally well uh, in, that, in, the, in that period. So my, my group is the five off offensive linemen. If they can, if they can establish the run, uh, give Jalen enough time where he can make a decision, and I'm sure the the coaches are going to give make him have quick decisions at the beginning, and 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 get that Clemson team running upfield and have little draws that um, that if they're successful, it's going to make Clemson think think twice. Okay, we can't do that. We've got to you know we can't rush upfield as much and try to get as much pressure on him. Have to pay, play a little bit back. So following that, uh, real quick before we wrap up here, what's your prediction uh, for the Sugar Bowl and to see who advances to Atlanta to face uh, the winner of the Rose Bowl? You know, I, I, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks, and I'm thinking, you know, I picked Georgia to win over Oklahoma, about a 34-28 score. I'd like for it to be an SEC, all-SEC championship. I'm just afraid it's not going to be. I think Clemson... To me, they're playing the best right now. Like I say, Alabama, not to say they're not going to bring their A game. I mean, you know they are. But I believe Clemson squeaks this out. I, I believe they, they are the more balanced team. Uh, again, can Bryant play under this pressure? Um, you know, I think he can. He's not a freshman. He's a junior. He's been standing on the sideline watching. So my prediction is probably... I want to say Clemson 30 to 27. Well, I'm going to have to go against you in that. I think Alabama's going to come out and play. I think while it's not an emotional game, you saw Auburn, they had the emotion on their side. And while it's not going to be a home field advantage, New Orleans is not too far from Tuscaloosa. And there True. you know Alabama travels well, but so does Clemson. Uh, I think Alabama's going to feed off all the doubters all, all, all Christmas long. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we forget this is Alabama. This is not a non-Power 5 team that hasn't been here before. Right. This is not a – even a it's Georgia hard team to, that hasn't hard been to here pick before. Against them. I think Alabama's going to come out, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to step up to the challenge and use off his experience. I will say, if, if they can run the ball with authority, I think they're going to win the game. And I'd say uh, Alabama's going to win a close one once again. I think they're going to have to come in and uh, – we know their special teams, and I know this is going to freak some Alabama fans out, so their special teams are going to have to be on mark, but I think it's going to be a field goal win there in the final second. It's 31-30. 31-30. Uh, Alabama is going to come out victorious. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for well, today. We want to mention the uh... – oh, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, we're going to mention the T-shirts. Uh, we have the T-shirts, once again, if you saw in our uh, previous show – just the Black Standard T-shirt. We can you can uh, DM us on any of the accounts we have. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Crowded Booth. 
Also, send us an email at thecrowdedbooth at gmail.com. They're $10 a piece, and we'll try to get your order in as soon as possible. And where are we, uh, where are we at today? And definitely we'll like to key in on where we are. We'll give a good thank you to Roy Cook here at Cook's Place here in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, on the corner of Moon and Miller Road, this is the location that we are at today. They also have one in the landings. That is Moon and Miller Road and Cook's. This is Cook's Place. They have a little one over there in landings where you can just run by and get it. It's anything the, from scramble dogs. The best scramble dogs in time. That old time diner feel. So once you can give a shout out to him and thank mm -hmm. you for that. As you see, he's down here in the lion's den at Cook's Place. That's on Moon and Miller Road. Uh, once again, don't forget to like and to subscribe to these videos on YouTube. And if you're only listening to the audio, make sure to follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. That's all we have today, and we'll be coming with you with a show to see who wins these two playoff semifinals for the national championship coming up soon. All Thank right. you for watching. And we are done now. <laughs>